0: Welcome to the host by Tori show. Today you have a solo episode by me, Tori, and we are going to dive into literally everything you need to know around non-alcoholic beverages. So we are going to be covering a lot of different topics here around brands and barware and glassware and price points, So I've heard from a lot of you that you are wanting to be more mindful with drinking, you're wanting to make non-alcoholic cocktails, but you really just don't know where to start because there are so many different options out there and you don't know where you can buy any of these. So we are going to get into all of that. And then at the very end, we will answer some of your most pressing questions. So let's go. This is probably one of the most requested episodes, and I did a ton of research to bring the best content to you guys. I'm going to be breaking it down by non-alcoholic spirits, which means wines and beers as well, mixers, and then also some barware and glassware. And I'm going to give you very specific reviews of what I like, and I'm keeping the list tight of where I think you should be spending your time versus just like a laundry list of all possible options. On the spirits, wine, and beer, you can buy all of these online directly from the brands, a non-alcoholic bottle shop if you do have one in your area, or usually at the non-alcoholic bottle shops that have online presences like Busan. I will be sharing where you can buy these in person as well as I go through if that is helpful. At the end, I am going to run through some of your top and burning questions like what mocktails or zero-proof options I order out at a restaurant VersaDive bar, and also how to make tasty drinks if you don't happen to have these specific non-alcoholic options or brands, because I know that it's not accessible for everyone. Non-alcoholic spirits, let's dive in. So first, we're going to share my recommendation for you here, which is to have an aperitif, three base spirits, a fun extra spirit, and then bitters. So let's get into it. So, Gia. Gia is a bitter aperitif, and in my opinion, <laughs> the absolute greatest of all time. So, Gia was founded by Melanie Massarin, who was a guest on my podcast last week. So, quick plug to go check that out, episode four, if you have not already. The inspiration behind Gia came from her growing up in France and having a drink that was meant to be eaten with food as part of the experience and and really connect with people, but as she likes to say, not quote, numb the night. So that being said, there are two options for how you can enjoy Gia. The first option is that they have an aperitif that comes in a bottle and it's ready for you to just make your own drinks. It is bitter. It's clocking in at about 15 calories per serving and does not have any added sugar. And I wanna be clear here. I don't think that liquid calories are bad or a reason to not drink alcohol as much, but I do know that people are curious about how caloric or sugar content. So just want to present the facts. The best way that I like to enjoy this is with a splash of tonic, a splash of Topo Chico and a lime. The second way that you can enjoy Gia is to order or buy their canned spritzes. I am not kidding when I say I think is, this is the best non-alcoholic drink on the market. I really, really am obsessed. The branding is so on point. It is delicious. And in my opinion, it's perfectly balanced. Although I will say that I have heard from others that they still think it's decently bitter So if you are overly sensitive to bitter, like Mr. Wonderful was on Shark Tank, if you have watched that episode, then just be forewarned now. Okay. What flavors do they have? They have three different flavors. They have the regular, which is just like the OG. They have a ginger. And then the most recent one that they introduced was a lime and salt. And personally, that one is my favorite. Moving on to base non-alcoholic spirits. So my recommendation for this is Seedlip. I prefer Seedlip's variety of Garden, Grove and Spice the best, which are similar to matching flavor profiles of a gin, tequila and whiskey. There are a bunch of other brands out there that I still do like like a Ritual, Monday, etc. It all comes down to personal preference. It's like for normal gin, right? Some people like Tangare, some people like Hendricks. some people want to pay more or less or like the branding on one. It really comes down to that. I personally love Seed Lip. It is a higher price point, but I believe that it's worth it because of the flavor profile and no added sugar. It is literally zero calories and zero sugar. And people ask me, how is that the case? How does it taste like a gin? How does it taste like a tequila? And it's truly the extracts that they put in it that would then made into a non-alcoholic cocktail, like really mirrors that. So I'll get into that in a second. It does start at about $32 for a bottle, but they have a mini trio. So you can get smaller bottles of all three. I think it's for like $55 which is a really good option if you want to test all of them and see what you want going forward. Quick side story here. I was in London this past September and saw non-alcoholic cocktails literally everywhere and Seedlip specifically. I was in shock just because I thought that The U.S. would be more progressive around non-alcoholic drinks, but I was wrong Like, because every bar that I went to had them. And someone told me who has lived there all their life and is a reputable source that apparently Seedlip just gave all the bars and restaurants product to stock their shelves and it got really good branding out of that and bartenders started making these non-alcoholic cocktails and putting them on menus. So it is very prevalent over there. Anyway, let's get into the specific NA spirits from Seedlip. So they have Garden, and how they describe this is a fresh herbal blend of peas and traditional garden herbs, including rosemary, thyme, and spearmint. This, in my opinion, is best used as a gin replacement. Literally, in any normal cocktail recipe that you have that uses gin, just replace it with this, and it actually mirrors it. I typically make a gimlet with it because that's my favorite type of non-alcoholic cocktail with gin. Grove is a sophisticated, bright citrus blend of Mediterranean orange, lemon peel, lemongrass, and ginger with a dry finish. For this one, I use it as a tequila replacement. And like I mentioned earlier, if you don't have budget to buy all of these now, just because they are on the pricier end and you're not sure if you're going to like them, I would choose Grove as the one that you buy just because I feel like it is the most versatile. And then the last one that they have is Spice. So how they describe this one is a warm aromatic blend of allspice and cardamom, cardamom, how do you, I don't know how you say that, with fresh citrus top notes to balance the long bitter finish. So here's the thing. If you're looking for a non-alcoholic, old-fashioned or Manhattan, it will be very difficult to replicate this because the flavor profile of those drinks are so reliant on the liquor. So I find that this one is better for a virgin espresso martini or whiskey sour that is made more in like a typical cocktail form where you're not tasting as much of the spirit. Now, you are at home and you want to go buy some seed lip to use that night. Where do you go? So some smaller curated stores will probably sell this. A total wine or Binnie's typically has it. And then like I mentioned before, you obviously can get it at like a non-alcoholic bottle shop if you specifically have one in your area or online. Let's move to spirits that are nice to have in the non-alcoholic world. So Liars is also a UK based brand, and they have a crazy wide selection of niche non alcoholic spirits. And honestly, they can be pretty fun to enhance certain flavors and drinks that you can't typically replicate. So, what does that mean? They have an orange sec that I love for virgin margaritas, similar to how you would use a Grand Marnier or a triple sec. And a marg. They have an aperitif dry, which would be great for like a virgin martini. And then they have a non alcoholic coffee liqueur, absinthe, and Italian orange. So, like I said, super niche, but fun to experiment with. And these are definitely on the pricier side. I think they're about $36 per bottle. So like I said, nice to have, more expensive. And just to address this question, because I know this is something that people ask a lot around, why are these so expensive if they don't have alcohol in them? Part of it's the branding for sure. Part of it is that they actually do a lot of work to mimic flavor profiles of these certain spirits. And then there's like a supply and demand thing, right? Similar to how different alcohols could taste similar but have different price points and have different branding. And for me, when I'm thinking about making non-alcoholic drinks, it's really in like the craftsmanship of the drink that I want to be paying for and the quality of ingredients, which is why I feel more comfortable paying up for these sorts of drinks. And then last thing in this section is around bitters. So bitters can be a way to add a different type of element to a drink to help balance out a cocktail or mocktail. All the Bitters is a brand that is a little bit expensive, but I actually think pretty worth it because the founders used to work at a three-star Michelin restaurant. They really understand the food and beverage space and they have a pretty good selection of different bitters to use in drinks. These are also 0% ABV, whereas some bitters do have a tiny percentage of alcohol in them if that does matter to you. So something to just keep in mind. All right, let's move into non alcoholic wine, which is by far the number one question that I get asked by my community. They miss their wine nights and haven't found anything they like, or it's just frankly too sweet. And I hear you guys. Non alcoholic wine is just going to be the toughest to replicate. It's just how it is. I have found a few products that I do love, and a lot of times for me, It's the act of opening up a wine bottle with cool branding and pouring it into a fancy glass, frankly. But because I'm not sober, wine, I would say, is usually something that I participate in more often just because I really enjoy it and because the quote NA option isn't as mimicable, whatever that term is. And so probably one of the the things that I do lead into more I just don't enjoy crushing multiple glasses of red wine into the depths of the night, something that I did back in the day. The wines that I'm going to tell you about all go through a pretty similar process of handpicking grapes and then going through a traditional wine-making process before de-alcoholizing the wine. At some point, I'm going to have the Null wine studio Null Wine founders on to explain more about it because I do not understand all the nuances. But just so you know, these, the ones that I'm telling you about, are typically not 100% zero proof, if that does matter to you. They usually have less than 0.5% ABV. So let's also set the stage here. Sparkling and white wine are going to resemble actual wine the most because they are the least complex compared to a red wine. For sparkling wines in particular, I think these are great for spritzes and to top off other drinks or honestly just have on their own. There are a few brands that I love for sparkling. So Joyous, they are a women-owned brand headquartered in Seattle They have a non-alcoholic sparkling white, which has notes of green apple, fall pear, and a riper melon finish. The bottle starts at about $27, and per serving, you're at about six grams of added sugar. The other brand that I really like is Naughty. So they have a non-alcoholic sparkling Chardonnay that starts at about $28 and three grams of sugar per serving. It's very dry and bubbly, which I love. And both of these brands also have sparkling rosé options too. So if you're in to that sort of thing. For a still white wine, think Sauvignon Blanc vibes. It's, you know, when you're craving a wine, but you don't want the headache the next day. Whenever you are seeking these out, look for dry and low sugar. Because like I mentioned, there are some really bad non-alcoholic wines out there. So, I'm going to talk about two that I like in particular Studio Null. This also is a woman owned brand. They source their grapes from small European vineyards and they have new releases that come out with sourcing facts on the bottle, which I think is really cool. So, it'll literally feel like, you know, a regular bottle of wine in terms of what areas they actually picked these grapes and that speaks volumes in terms of like the quality that they're using. And they have different releases. So they'll have different vintages as well. So their first release had a blanc burgunder, which I loved. Hoping they continue on the dry white wine path going forward. But I think for them it's all going to be about where they're finding the quality grapes and what they want to be releasing going forward. This retailed for $27 and had about three grams of added sugar per serving. And then I also like the Geisen New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. So Geisen has regular wines that they sell and so for this one, they create their full strength Sauvignon Blanc and then actually go and remove the alcohol. So the final product is pretty dry and refreshing, and it's actually really reasonably priced. So this one is about $16 for a bottle. And you can find this one at more of your like mainstream wine stores like that you would go to, like a Total Wine, for example, or a, a Benny's or a BevMo. For rose, I do like Joyce's for a crisp rose. I just want to make sure it's really cold. Honestly, I like all my drinks really cold, but it definitely is like a go-to summer sipper and only about three grams of added sugar per serving as well. And then red wine. So you guys all want a non-alcoholic red that mirrors the, you know, mirrors the real thing. It is going to be the trickiest to replicate because red wines are just so much more complex. And so you'll have to seek out different brands and see what you like. The only ones I have actually enjoyed so far have been from Studio Null. And for longevity purposes, I'm not going to give the exact name because they have different vintages that will come out and they'll have different names of like what's actually available. But Studio Null has had two come out that I've liked. And typically range between $30 to $35. Like I said, because this one's like the most difficult to replicate, when I'm craving red wine, I'll usually just have the real thing because I find that the alternative isn't as good. But ready to hear from you all if you find one that you really, really like because I'm definitely interested. All right, non alcoholic beer. The non alcoholic beer options, you guys are literally some of the best out there. And it's always nice to have on hand for a Sunday game watch or weeknight. And similar to wine though, these are usually less than 0.5% ABV versus a complete zero proof. Two brands I am obsessed with, Athletic Brewing, I have talked lengths about. They have massive distribution and are crushing it from what I can see. So You can find them in Whole Foods or other mainstream grocery stores like a Safeway. I personally love their probably like most common beers that they have. They have an Upside Dawn, which is like a golden ale, and then Run Wild, which is an IPA, and Free Wave, which is a hazy IPA. I am a IPA girl, so ones that actually taste really close to the real thing are like my favorite. And honestly, because they taste so good, I rarely crave a normal beer anymore. And they do have pretty strong relationships with bars and restaurants from what I've seen. So I'm sure you'll see it on the menu at more and more places going forward. And it's always my favorite when I'm at a bar and they have a athletic brewing for me to order. I also really, really like best day brewing. So it's a bit more localized on the West coast as they started in Sausalito and they're a bit smaller right now. I would say like somewhat similar in styles that I like to athletic brewing. They have a Kolsch style, a West coast IPA, and then a hazy IPA. They're all amazing. Again, in terms of like what you actually like, it's all going to come down to personal preference. And then I would say that more and more of the mainstream beer brands like Lagunitas are coming out with a solid non-alcoholic beer option. I don't typically seek these out like at a grocery store or anything, but if they have them at a bar, it's always a really great option. And I would never be afraid if you're at a bar and do not see a non-alcoholic beer on the menu, ask your server because there are a lot of times they have them in the back or it might they might not have like updated their menu or something. Okay, mixers. Let's first talk about basic mixers for makis, and then we can get into some of the pre-canned stuff that's out there that are more like drinks that are non-alcoholic but could also be used for mixers. So, tonic water. I like Fever Tree and Betty Buzz. Betty Buzz is Blake Lively's brand that I love because there are no artificial colors or sweeteners in it, and it's the perfect balance of sweet and bitter, and with top-notch bubbles, which is what we are looking for. Sparkling water. I personally like Topo Chico because their bubbles are next level. And yes, I guess I have a thing with bubbles. But flavored LaCroix, Spindrift, Pellegrino, all are good. Obviously, like flavored LaCroix and Spindrift are wonderful to enhance the flavor. Definitely personal preference here. And I know some people who actually don't even like bubbles. So do you? Citrus. Okay. So lemons, limes, oranges are always the best to have on hand and truly transform a drink. And like a lime in a drink is so much better than lime juice. Please do not buy that unless you're doing batch drinks or can't get limes. And limes are really cheap, right? So having citrus on hand also allows you to add extra garnish like a lemon or orange peel or a lime slice and just enhances the presentation of a drink. Juices. This can be whatever you want and love. Pineapple, grapefruit, carrot. The list is endless. Just make sure that you are getting 100% juice and not concentrate, which is loaded with sugar and then causes mocktails to be super sugary. Agave or simple syrup. I will die in the hill that an agave or simple syrup added to a drink can really balance the drink in a way that You won't get if you don't add it because like you don't want the added sugar. You do not have to add a lot, but it really helps to balance cocktails or mocktails. And simple syrup is super easy to make at home and much cheaper than buying out. So just combine same parts, sugar and water on the stove, stir until it's fully dissolved. And then once that's cooled, can transfer it to a container and store it in a cool and dry place. Okay. Lastly, garnishes. Do not skip on garnishes. (laughs) A lot of the time I have some in hand because I use a bunch of herbs in cooking, but they can add so much to the presentation of a drink or honestly even used to muddle in a drink. Jalapenos are great if you like spicy as well as basil and mint, but whatever flavor profile you love, you do you. And no, are these absolutely necessary? They are not. Do they really enhance a drink if you're looking for an experience? Yes. Now, some of the canned drinks that you've seen out there that can be great options on their own or mixed with non-alcoholic spirits or regular spirits if you are feeling a cocktail because this is a judgment-free zone. So sharing my three favorite below, like I said earlier, there are a ton of brands out there, but these are the ones that I have tasted and liked. So first, starting with Avec. So Avec Drinks, this brand positions themselves much more as a mixer for cocktails or mocktails, which is great because you can appeal to everyone drinking that night. Like if you bring them over to a friend's house or if you're having people over Anyone who's drinking alcohol can use them. If they're drinking mocktails, they can have them as well. And the flavors are really interesting. Jalapeno and blood orange is one. And another one is hibiscus and pomegranate, but they have many different flavors. And you can drink them by themselves too, which is super convenient. And they are low-cal, low-sugar. So around 15 calories and 2 grams of added sugar. A 12-pack is $36. So these come in at about $3.00. A can, I think that's pretty reasonably priced. Parch. So Parch is a brand that classifies themselves as a non-alcoholic agave spirit cocktails. And let me tell you, I do love a good margarita. So they have a spiced piñarita, I think that's how you pronounce it, and a prickly paloma. So like a spicy pineapple vibe and then a paloma vibe, grapefruit vibe. These come in at about 70 calories a can and 12 grams of added sugar, which is more than I typically like to have in drinks, but these are pretty tasty and they don't feel too sweet. But one thing I was thinking is that you could split it up into two drinks. So I would do half a can, half a lime squeezed, and then top with a bit of sparkling water. And that way you can get like two drinks out of one. And then also you're definitely reducing the sweetness in it. It is about $40 for eight cans, so you're looking at $5 a pop. Crisp and Crude is the last brand we'll talk about. They are fellow Austinite with me. They have two versions of their non-alcoholic cocktails, ones with botanical terpenes on their own and some with hemp. I really like the Mellow Mule, which gives pineapple, ginger, and mint vibes. Have I said vibes too many times on this podcast? These have about 35 calories and four grams of added sugar, so definitely less sweet, very drinkable, around $22 for a four-pack or a little over $5 for a drink, so a touch more expensive than Parch. All right, moving on to barware and glassware. So This is important. You guys, you need the proper tools to make some impressive drinks, but there's a short list. And then there is also a long list and you may know by now, but for glassware more is always better. In my opinion, if you can afford it and you have the space for it, I love, love, love glassware and styling different drinks. And for me, it really enhances the experience for myself. And then also whoever I am hosting as well. So for barware, Cocktail shaker, if you're making mockies, and by the way, I was, mockies are mocktails for uh, translation. If you're making mockies regularly, you are going to need a cocktail shaker. Most drinks involving citrus or that are more complex will use this. So like a virgin gimlet or margarita. My favorite cocktail shaker is from OXO that you can get on Amazon. It's called the OXO Steel Single Wall Cocktail Shaker, and it's $23. It's not necessarily the most aesthetic looking, but it doesn't leak and it works great. And I have bought some in the past from like CB2 or Crate and Barrel that look really pretty, but then they leak all over the place or you can't get the cap off and it's really annoying. And in terms of most necessary items, this is definitely number one. Everything else is just bonus points, but I will tell you about those anyway. A muddler. This is great to infuse flavor in the bottom of a drink or cocktail shaker, like you would mint in a mojito or snap peas in a virgin snap pea gimlet. If you have my mocktail recipe book, then you know. A big ice cube tray. So I know I said the cocktail shaker was the only necessary thing, but I honestly think big ice cubes really enhance the presentation of drinks and also make them less diluted. So if you can, would grab some of these. They're very reasonable at like reasonably priced on Amazon. A peeler. You may have this anyway, if you peel carrots or potatoes, but you would use this to peel a lemon or orange garnish and then a juicer. Like I I hope you have a juicer, you know, you sure you could use your hands to squeeze juice out of a lemon or lime, but get yourself a juicer and you will be much happier. Okay. Glassware before we get into some top questions. My absolute favorite is glassware. So let me tell you the different types of glasses and then we can chat on where to get glassware. I think there are three that are a good starting point for glassware for either cocktails or mocktails. A rocks glass, a coupe or Nicanora glass, and then a wine glass. So a rocks glass, this is the most used and most common. This is a short glass and what you would serve a regular margarita, a virgin margarita, or an old fashioned M. And make sure that you do get one that's six ounces because the nine ounce ones are just too big and they're going to make your drink look pretty disproportionate in the glass. A coupe or Nick and Nora. So this is the type of glass to serve a drink up, like a julep or a gimlet. Totally personal preference on what type you like because there are so many styles out there, but I would recommend this one. A wine glass, to serve wine, non-alcoholic wine or spritzes in. Again, definitely comes down to personal preference on what type of wine glass you like to drink out of. And then a martini glass is a want, not a need. I always think it's fun, but it's definitely not used as much. And then now where to actually get glassware. So my two favorite places to get reasonably priced glasses are Crate and Barrel and CB2. Amazon, you can definitely get it. You can get it fast it's going to not be that expensive, but also probably not as cool. And my favorite splurge is a stell colored glass, which has just beautiful colored glassware. Okay, I'm going to answer my top three questions from you guys around non-alcoholic spirits. The first question is, how do you order mocktails at a bar? So there are three scenarios here. The first one is if I'm at a restaurant. If they have a non-alcoholic selection, that's great. I will order off that. Or if they have non-alcoholic beer options, I will get one of those. If they do not have a non-alcoholic selection on their menu, I'll probably ask the bartender to make me a cocktail that I see on the menu and that sounds good, just without the alcohol. The second scenario is if I'm at a cocktail bar and there aren't any non-alcoholic drinks in the menu. I usually chat with the bartender and see if he or she can make me something that's fruit forward, but not too sweet and want it to be refreshing and want to see what they come up with. Or similarly, we'll ask them to make me a cocktail that I see in the menu without the booze. And then a third scenario is if I'm at a dive bar and the bartender looks at me like I have three heads. When I ask about zero proof drinks, I will typically order a grapefruit splash of tonic splash of club soda the grapefruit is bitter, and so the tonic adds a touch of sweetness and complexity, and then you get the bubbles. The second question is around how do you make your mocktails a little bit more complex? So I think that all of the non-alcoholic cocktail recipes I have are very complex and unique. However, if you don't have any of the non-alcoholic spirits, wines, etc., I do believe that the best way to add complexity to a drink is is a touch of kombucha or tonic. It just gives an extra element that you can't get with juice or sparkling water, trust me. I know it's like a touch more sweetness, but you do not need a lot and it really enhances the drink. And then the last question is that easy mocktails that look fancy without 101 ingredients. Yes. Let me first start with fancy can come with a glass and or garnish. I truly believe that. If you have non-alcoholic spirits, you can literally make a virgin gimlet or marg with like three ingredients. And I have a bunch of recipes with that. And then if you don't have any of the non-alcoholic spirits, kombucha and sparkling water with a garnish, I think really helps amp up a drink. So there you have it. Everything you need to know on stocking your Zero Proof Bar, if you're interested in knowing more about the non-alcoholic spirits and wines and beers and where to get them and and what you actually need. I hope this was helpful and getting you up to speed and getting you started. And I'm so excited that you're diving more into this space. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. As you know, I am not a specialist and I'm not trying to give advice whatsoever these are just my own personal thoughts and conversations. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the show if you can. It helps so, so much for those starting out. And feel free to find me on social channels, Host by Tori, and my website, www.hostbytory.com where you could find everything about what I do and what I offer. Thank you.